What if he's just some nice guy? I think we kind of need to look into the Bible for that. Doesn't look here. We need to look here. Let's look at the verse today is John 3.16. Now you're all saying, really? I know that verse. I've heard that verse before I ever became a Christian. I heard that verse before I ever went to church. Everybody knows that verse. But we're going to look, really look at that verse. So instead of having somebody get up and read it today, I want you guys to say it. Without looking, if you need to look, you can. So let's start. For God so loved the world, Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life or eternal life. What we haven't talked about is how God loves us. Think about it. He sent his son. God's love for us is incredible. The setting for this verse, it was spoken to a good man, a religious man. Even though he was good and religious in man's eyes, he was nevertheless on his way to hell. Jesus had to come and talk to him and say to Nicodemus, if you look at John 3, 1 through 3, Now there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the signs you are doing if God were not with him. Jesus replied, Very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. Now, he didn't tell him, oh, well, you're doing really great things. Even though Nicodemus was religious, he needed to be saved. He was a good guy doing great things, but he had to be born again. Nicodemus was a Pharisee. He gave alms to the poor. He knew the Old Testament scriptures backwards and forwards. He avoided evil activities, evil people. Jesus looked him straight in the eye. And basically said, Nicodemus, all your good works, all your religious deeds, all your efforts, all your good intentions, all your sincerity means nothing. It's not going to get you into heaven. How do you think Nicodemus must have felt? He's saying everything you're doing is for naught unless you become born again, unless you know me. So God sent him there. So what if God had not loved the world? We would have no hope beyond the grave. I've sung for so many funerals, I can't tell you. I can tell you who the families are that know Christ, and I can tell you who the families are that don't. The families and the funerals where they know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, they're laughing, they're talking, certainly they mourn the person who passed, but they have hope. You know, my mom just passed in November. We were laughing, we were talking, we were cutting up because there was hope. That's Patty, Tom, myself, even my niece, 
Anjali was able to have peace. That was in November. My sister still mourns. My brother-in-law still mourns. And my other niece still mourns for my mother. Do I miss my mom? Yeah. Big time. But I know where she's at. My sister doesn't. My sister is sad. And it's a hopeless sadness. There's no hope in her heart. There's no hope in her life. Because all that matters to her is what's in the wallet, what's in the bank account. I know where my mother is. Years ago, my mother and I were not close. My mother was a drunk. She was an alcoholic. We didn't have a good relationship. But God worked on me to change that. Had I not changed it, I don't know where my mother would be today. But because God was able to work in my life, because he loved her so much, he loved me so much, that I was able to put away the differences, put aside all the garbage in our past, and love my mother right where she was at. So today I have hope. Today I have the knowledge of where my mom is. My sister doesn't have that, and my heart breaks for her. My heart mourns for her. Because God so loved the world, and that includes her. Beloved, think for a minute. If God had not loved the world and sent us a living Savior, we'd all be walking around this world with no hope, no direction, no purpose. We'd just walk around without any love and in a deep despair because there would be nothing beyond this life. But praise God, he does love us. Every sunrise, every rainbow, every bird singing, every smile from a child, every elderly who says, it's okay, dear, God's with you. That's living evidence, proof, positive, that God loves us. He sent his son because he loves the world. That's incredible. And if you don't have that, what do you have? What if God had not sent his only son, but God loved us enough that he knew that he had to send his son because we needed sacrifice to cover our sin. Sin requires sacrifice. Jesus is our sacrifice. Love requires sacrifice. As parents, how much do you love your kids? Your heart bubbles over. You would do anything to get them on the right path, to help them, to save them. And that's what God did for us. That's ten times what we feel for our children. God feels for each one of us. That includes Osama bin Laden, Trump. It includes Mother Teresa. It includes Princess Diana. And it includes each one of you. Because it doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter if you accept Jesus 20 seconds before you die or 20 years before you die. Tom's uncle was not the best of people when he was alive. Sorry, Tom. (laughs) But Uncle Joe was accused of some heinous things. 
absolutely hideous, horrible things that he was accused of. Were most of them true? We don't know. He wasn't a good person. He had cancer, and he was dying. And they put him in hospice in the hospital, and, and I just didn't think that was right, so we got him sent home, and I became his hospice nurse. Joe had never accepted Jesus. So every day I would go, and I'd sit with him, and I'd pray with him, and I'd sing to him. His favorite song was, Jesus loves me, this I know. And one day we asked the pastor at our other church, our previous church, to come and talk with him because Joe wouldn't hear it from me and he wouldn't hear it from Tom. He wouldn't hear it from anybody in the family. But he wanted to talk to one of the other pastors. So he came over and they prayed with him and he accepted Christ. I know where Joe is today. Doesn't matter what he did in his past. Just before he died, I was holding his hands, and he said, sing. So I sang, Jesus loves you, this we know. He passed away, but he's with God. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what he did in the past. Just before he died, he accepted Christ. He has his place with God. That's because God loves us that much. It's overwhelming to think about. I couldn't send my child on the cross to die for anybody. He only had one son, the savior of the world. That's how much God loves you. That's how much you are valued by him. What if God's offer of salvation were not for the Whosoever believes in him. I'm proud to say I'm one of the whosoevers. Each one of us is whosoever. That word encompasses every single person in the world. Again, back to Osama bin Laden, Hitler, the Pope, Mother Teresa, it doesn't matter. It covers all of humanity. What if salvation was only for the righteous, the well-to-do, the highly educated. It isn't. It's for every one of us. It's for the woman on 595 that's selling herself on the corner. It's for the guy sleeping under the bridge. It's for the guy that's sleeping on the top of the building over there by Walmart. And it's for each one of us. We didn't have to do anything to get it. All we had to do is accept him. All we had to do is accept his love. I can't imagine if Jesus had said, oh, but only if you've got a doctorate, only if you're well-to-do. There wouldn't be any of us here. Well, maybe a couple of you with doctorates or doctors behind your name might, might get there, but you'd do something to mess it up because we're sinners. We're no better than anybody else. It doesn't matter where your stature is in life. It doesn't matter where you live. For none, Romans 3.10, none is righteous. No, not one. 
And then Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. It's made very clear. It doesn't matter your status in life. We're all sinners. But Jesus gave us a way out. In Romans 5.8, God shows his love for us in that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. Through salvation, we are offered redemption. Praise God that his love for us is bigger and greater than our sin. What if God's offer wasn't based on... How many of your friends, your neighbors, your coworkers, family members, think that by doing good works, they're going to earn their way to heaven? They're sincere, honest, good people. Being good people and doing good things for other, others is not a free pass. In Isaiah 64, 6, he tells us we are all infected and impure with sin. When we display our righteous deeds, they are nothing but filthy rags like autumn leaves. We wither and fall, and our sins sweep us away like the wind. So all these good people doing good works are accomplishing nothing. Their good works are fleeting. Nothing they can do to earn their way into heaven. Beloved, Paul tells us so clearly in Ephesians 2, 4 through 9, but because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive in Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ, seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages he may show the incomparable riches of his grace, expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, It is not of yourself. It is the gift of God, not by works, so no one can boast. It doesn't make a difference if you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior when you're a child or with your last dying breath. Because even the thief who lived in sin for all his life and was hung on the cross next to Jesus called out to him in Luke. And he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And what did Jesus say to him? Truly, I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. If that doesn't give you goosebumps, it didn't matter what this thief had done. It didn't matter that he was probably never a good person, never doing great things for anybody. But Jesus heard his plea and responded with absolute, ultimate love. Salvation can come at any time in your life. Are you willing to allow your coworkers, your neighbors, and your friends to die without knowing they too can receive salvation and be part of the family of God for all eternity? We have to plan now. We must be intentional. Beloved, there is little time to waste. Remember John 3.17, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. If you were the only person on earth, Jesus would still have come for you. That's incredible. That is an incredible power of love. We must, we must share that with others. This tells us we're not wrong. This 
confirms we are right, people. We're not wrong. He's not just another good guy. He's Jesus, the Savior of the world. We believe in divine inspiration and accuracy of both the Old and the New Testament, and that whatever the Bible says is true. We acknowledge the Bible as our authority on how we live our lives individually, and it's a roadmap that shows us God's plan for his kingdom. It's the core of our very being. It's on our webpage. Must be true, right? Isn't everything on the internet true? (laughs) But we do believe. We know. And we must share that with everyone. God loves every one of us with this same love, with that agape love. He looks at Mary the same way he looks at Ryan, the same way he looks at Aaron, the same way he looks at George, and the same way he looks at the boys back there. He looks at every one of us with an outpouring of love that is inexplainable if you don't know Christ. If you walk out of here today and don't see how much God loves you, then we're failing you as a church. So when you do walk out of here today, I want you to stop by and see Ida because she's got post-it notes. I want you to write down a couple names of people that you're going to pray for that don't know Christ and put them somewhere on a sticky button in front of you. Write it down. Remember those people because you don't want to be the one that says... I could have preached to Uncle Joe. I could have set the example for Linda Fillman. And I didn't do it. Know that God loves you with all his heart. He sent his son for each of us. And again, that includes the Osama bin Ladens, the Hitlers, the Mother Teresas, and the woman on the street sleeping under the the overpass.